Welcome to the Uncommon Room Podcast. We're a group of women going through the motions of our 20s, yet we are all at completely different stages of life with a lot of different backgrounds. We want to have uncommonly candid conversations about things that we may not hear our friends and family talking about. So grab a glass of your drink of choice and join our conversation. We're so glad that you're coming along this journey with us. Ladies, so glad y'all are here. Um, today we have Kalia, who you've heard on a couple of our episodes so far, and a new guest. I'm super excited <laughs> that my girl Jam, we call her Jam, but her real name is Jamie. Um, but I've recently learned that like only true friends Thank you. call her Jam. And what other names do you have? Like honestly, well, so I don't know if everyone knows Jimmy, this. Jimmy, Jimbo. Yeah. A new evolvement of my name is Jumbo now. So if you see that. <laughs> Jumbo. I don't take offense to it. You know, I welcome all nicknames. So, but yeah. Okay. Jam is usually how I'm uh, addressed, so. Okay, well, I love that. Um, so I'm going to, you're probably going to hear us say Jam a good bit, but um, we'll just let Jam take us into her little introduction and tell us yes. a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast, Jess. I'm of very course. excited. So I am from North Carolina. I moved to Durham two years ago now, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same time Jesse did. So we've known each other for two years. Wow. Mutual friends, part of the same girls' circle, which is crazy. And um, Jesse's the best host, so oh. we've gotten to spend a lot of good time together. Um, I work in tech sales in the area, um, and my passions are photography, hanging with the ladies, going on walks. I like to work out every now and then, <laughs> and I like to eat, so... Yes, kind of sums it up for now. We love to drink red wine, <laughs> which is what we're drinking right now. Praise the Lord for some good red wine, ladies. So thankful for it. Um, Kalia, can you tell us how you've been doing recently? I know you were literally on our last episode, but any updates with Soren or Pat or jobs, life? Yeah, so I'm still working from home, um, so that hasn't changed, and I don't think we'll be going into the office anytime soon, so... Working from home is just going to be the new normal for a while. Um, nothing with Pat and Soren have changed. I mean, Pat's great. Soren's great. So nothing big on that front. Um, my sister-in-law got married, though. Moved Aww. into her new house with her husband in Hillsboro. So that's really fun. I feel like that's been, like, the biggest change, like, in our family. Yeah. But, yeah, nothing nothing too exciting, <laughs> which I feel like is boring. But no, that's just what it is right now. That's, that is legitimately life yeah the only thing that could maybe shake up your boring quarantine life is if you got COVID like I did (laughs) (laughs) yeah you wanna you wanna wanna elaborate a little bit on that um I'm give it to the people yeah I'm just gonna give it to the people here's the thing like it's real um and even if the most of the people that you know who have it don't have symptoms there are people who have symptoms and it's mm-hmm. not fun. It's not like a cold, you know? And I do know that like everyone is different. Everyone has different experiences with it, but it was rough. If we're just speaking physically like symptoms, it sucked and it was like worse than anything I've ever had, like worse than mono. Like it was rough. Um, but I think emotionally and mentally too, it just like takes a toll on you because we are living in this like really unprecedented time where we don't really know how to handle this situation, much less when you're literally have it, you know? And so it's it just kind of like creepy and eerie to have the pandemic in your body, you know? And I don't really know how to de- 
describe it unless you have it. So it might not make any sense what I'm saying, but, um, it was just really hard. You know, I had to like call all the people I've been in contact with for the past like two weeks before, like I had the symptoms and tell them that they had to quarantine and that they were at risk. And then also, um, I had to isolate from my husband, which was like really weird to do in a two bedroom apartment. (laughs) Um, and so I don't know, it was just really strange and just a weird hard, hard struggle time for me. And I'm super thankful to not have had to like go to the hospital or anything. And I didn't have any like major, um, breathing respiratory issues. So I'm thankful for that. But, um, yeah, I think that like wearing a mask is, is truly the solution and social distancing is truly the solution. And, um, the only way for it not to spread more is to do that. So I'm just going to leave that there. (laughs) So wear a mask and be safe and think of other people. We're glad you are good to go now. Yes. Yes. We're very thankful that you're Yes. It is filling my heart to just be able to be with you guys and have a long time, have a conversation, like to have wine with other people. And, um, so thanks for being here. And thanks for being willing to talk. Of course. Okay, so today we are talking about um, being a millennial. We're all millennials here. And um, also just like how do we deal with that in terms of our career choices, our jobs, um, where we're at in our lives. So we're just going to kind of jump into it. Everyone listening probably knows what a millennial is. But we're kind of going to go into like stereotypes. So the stereotypes of millennials that are usually negative are that we are a group of people who are lazy, um, who really need a lot of affirmation and need people to like pat us on the back and Mm -hmm. tell us that we're doing a good job, give us a trophy for everything. And, um, we all, we like seek out a purpose for everything and feel like we have to find where our purpose is in life and fulfill that. And, and that is like a huge need of ours. And if we don't do that, we're a failure. So those are just some of the negative stereotypes that come up with being a millennial. Have y'all had any other or experienced any other negative stereotypes that maybe your parents have said or like your people who are older in your life who say, oh, well, that's just a millennial thing. Like, do y'all experience mm-hmm. any of that? Um, I think one thing that I've been told or I've just like heard is that whenever I complain about my job or feel like dissatisfied with my job and want to switch what I'm doing... I feel like I've constantly heard, like, well, like, you have a stable job, like, don't switch. And, like, just, like, the idea of me wanting to switch is thought of as, like, selfish Mm -hmm. and not something that our parents had to deal with or chose to do a lot. So I think just the notion of me wanting to switch jobs or me wanting to change careers is, like, considered a negative thing because that's, like, not what our parents are. And generationally, like, that's just, like, not what was common in the past like switch careers because it's something you want not necessarily because it's Mm. something you need sure yeah yeah, like just because I want to feel more fulfilled or just I don't Mm. I'm not finding joy in the job I'm doing or just I don't think that's what I'm called to do right and so thinking that I or just feeling called to switch or thinking I should shift um I feel like that is oftentimes perceived as negative yeah Mm. yeah kind of similar to that I would think it's people who aren't millennials have think we have this unrealistic view of merging passion and work and if you can't have both so either you can only be passionate or you can only work and have successful corporate career um so I think it'll be cool to talk more about how we the three of us have experienced merging both of those and yeah 
Like, it's irrational for us to think that, like, we could potentially have a job that we go to daily and work at daily that we actually enjoy Mm -hmm. and feel like that's where we belong and where our, our, like, talents are being used the best, you know? Um, Like, that that is definitely where I've seen the most negativity put on us. Um, so I'm curious. So I know Jam told us that her job, we already know like kind of where she's at with her career. Kaya, tell us where you're at with yours right now so that we have an idea moving forward, talking about like our passions and jobs and what the difference is right now. Yeah. So I've been at the same job for the last three years. So after I graduated, I got a job at a digital marketing company in Raleigh and started off as a copywriter there and have worked my way up to be an editor. So I'm currently an editor um, in digital marketing. I edit a lot of home services content and that's just, you know, anything from home warranties to pest control to lawn care to solar energy. It just, it varies, but yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Okay. For me, my job was coming out of college. I was a teacher, um, thought that I always wanted to be a teacher. So kind of like seeking out my fulfillment in my job was just normal for me. Like it, it never crossed my mind that my, I wouldn't be fulfilled in my job because, you know, reaching kids and loving on kids, that's like where my passion was. And so once I got into teaching and, um, got into the real world for a couple of years after college, I realized that like I wasn't fulfilled and, um, there were some things missing in the system that I needed in order to, to feel that and to really feel like, I was where I belonged. And, um, so I quit, I got out of the system because of that job, which was a really hard decision for me because I definitely had like older people telling me, Oh, well, this is like what you're called to do. This is you're secure here. You have money here. And I just, you know, like I went with my gut. I went with deciding like what was best for me, you know, as a person, as a whole, like for my body, for my brain, for my mental state. And, Um, I'm currently just taking a break from teaching and I'm working in Duke athletics and just doing business ops. It's pretty much a nine to five job and like doesn't require a lot of brain power and I'm still like around people a lot, which is great, but just totally just taking a break from the classroom. So that's kind of where I'm at with my job right now, but I would love to hear your experiences, both of you, just like with being a millennial in your current job and where you are right now, do you feel like you fit the stereotypes that we've kind of talked about, like the negative stereotypes that are put on millennials right now? Um, I don't, in regards to the being lazy stereotype, I feel like I've always been a pretty hard worker and whether that, you know, that be in school or my job. And so I don't necessarily think I fit that stereotype as much just because I've, you know, I'm, I work my butt off at my job and, um, you know, it's not, a standard nine to five job and there are days where I work like super late and bust my butts on the weekends just to you know not only help the company move forward but just like for myself like I want to better my professional growth in that sense so so I don't think I fit that stereotype but I do think I fit the stereotype of needing affirmation in my job which I don't think is a bad thing I had talks with managers um, at this job I've had like five different managers so I say managers plural because I just have had a lot but I've had talks with a few of them of just being like hey I have quite literally killed it and produced so much content for you and I have not heard one ounce of hey you're doing a great job and so when I don't hear that like I know internally I'm doing an awesome job but when I don't hear that from my manager or from 
the company I'm, I'm I question like well mm-hmm. why am I here if my work doesn't matter or if it yeah. seems like it doesn't matter um and so it's not like I need uh hey you're doing great every five seconds but like every once in a while like hey I noticed that you edited a hundred articles this month that's awesome mm-hmm. I want to tell you how much I appreciate that mm-hmm. and how much that means to the company and how that is helping our business progress mm-hmm. forward you're doing an awesome job which I don't think is a lot to ask no. for um I, I think at the root of that is you wanting to have a purpose like you want to be a part of something bigger and like you don't want to waste your time in a place that you aren't contributing to an ultimate goal and I I think again that can be taken negatively or positively you know like the negative stereotype is like you just have to you know have a purpose or an impact on every single thing but on the flip side of that like it makes you a really hard worker and it makes you very determined to make an impact and like I don't think our world is going to change or be better if we don't have people like that. So I like totally respect that. And I think that it's a good thing to ask for that affirmation because you need it. Thanks. Yeah. I think it's cool too being, you know, for us, what, three years out of college now and seeing you know, who college me and I was very driven by what the people around me were doing, you know, all of my other, all the other majors in business marketing and what college mentors were doing and, oh, get the next internship. So I was very driven by, be successful in just this camp but then you know now being three years out of college I've had two wildly different jobs I went to New York right away and I was in PR um, at a global firm and it was cool I felt like I was in Mad Men for a couple minutes (laughs) I love that (laughs) Um, and then I was like you know what this life isn't sustainable for me it other people are great at it and I felt good at it but it just wasn't my it wasn't gonna be my every single day Um, it's cool seeing the evolvement from that and you know, thinking, okay, I had to get something right away, right out of college, because that's what everyone taught me in school, and that's what my parents instilled in me. I had to get, you know, nine to five, had to be safe, had to have benefits, had to be stable. Totally. Um, and then now moving to, okay, um, I focus on people now. I want to be in a culture that's driven by, like, leaders I respect, people I love to be around. Um, and then, okay, maybe I don't love necessarily what I do as much. You know, I'm not tech girl, but I think it's interesting. I like solving different problems and helping other people um but I think it's cool because now you know that evolvement from first things that you're taught in college Mm -hmm. to do when you graduate to now okay like I can be a little more free and I can be more creative so there's a lot to come with that well I also will say that like the people who we learned from so like first of all like we are the way we are because of what we've seen demonstrated around us and so for like people who aren't millennials to like dog on us for being millennials I'm like okay well we learned from you so thanks (laughs) but um but I will say with that like we are growing up in a a different world than our parents grew up in and the generation before us grew up in and so our world has just like changed so much with social media and with digital media in general like there's so many more opportunities and just a different way of doing things so I think that needs to be taken into consideration as well when talking about like generations as a whole like Gen X below us like they're going to be a lot different. Or Gen Z. Wait. X? Gen, Gen Z. I think it's Gen, Gen Z. Z. What's X? X is above us? I the older ones? They might. Yes. The X is above us, for sure. I was like, they might be. It and put it in notes. Yeah. I'll research that. <laughs> put it in I'm really sorry. But n- I know Gen Z is Gen below Z. us. The yeah, younger just, kids. Yeah. They're going to have an entirely different upbringing and culture surrounding them when they get to be our age. So it's unfair for us to, like put these expectations on groups of people. Um, But regardless of that, yeah, I think that we all kind of like 
have this pressure to like be in a job that's stable that has a certain um, salary that has benefits and that keeps you alive <laughs> and like that makes sense of course like we want that but at the same time we want to try and find opportunities that fulfill our like drives and talents with that which sometimes they don't like match up you know um, and it can be difficult another question I have for you guys with that is um, do you feel like the work that you're doing defines who you are? Do you think that your job is where you need to find your fulfillment? I guess that question kind of, those questions kind of go together. So for me, like I said, with teaching, like I did think my job was going to be where I found fulfillment. And outside of that, I was just going to like live my life and rest and not worry about anything else. But then when that broke down for me this past year, I've started to think, well, maybe like maybe it is possible for me to have a nine to five job that I'm not necessarily extremely passionate about. And then outside of my job, I can find fulfillment in things that I love. Like for instance, this podcast, you know, um, or whatever it might be supporting my husband's new business. So I, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there either way. I think that I could find fulfillment in a, in a stable job and I could also find fulfillment outside of it. It's just kind of like, what's the best fit? What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, I think First off, you are a great example of showing that because you started this podcast. You know, you were a teacher, you started YouTube doing teaching, and then you just evolved a lot of your creativities. And I think, you know, for all of her listeners, I'm just going to dote on Jessie for a little bit. I just think it's super cool. You know, she is a great example of pretty much everything we're talking about um, mm -hmm. today, starting this podcast. So there's that. Um, and then it is, it's stressful because, you know, the things that people don't talk about, the influencers you see online don't necessarily talk about, okay, well, I have to pay for stuff. I do have to pay my rent. I have to pay my food. I have to pay all of this, you know, the housing yeah. and everything. So it's this balance of, okay, I can't be unrealistic. I have to have an income, but then, you know, the job that I do nine to five, am I passionate about it? Which I love that a lot of our friends are asking that question. Like, do I love this? Is it fulfilling me and if it's not fulfilling you day to day which some people can have it fulfill them you know nine to five um but if not then what are my side hobbies what are the things that I love to do that just like fuel me and drive me that I can do you know as a hobby out of the nine to five so you know podcasts for you and for me like I love photography I love um trying to create different things so like one day I would love to have a you know, my own business in that regard. Um, I love just going out, taking friends out and trying different creative poses, pretending I'm on like the cover of Vogue and doing campaigns, you know, just fun stuff. Not that it's going to happen, but that fuels me. And I think that that energizes, that energizes me, it gives me creativity and then that'll fulfill the passion side. So one day maybe it can be you know, your nine to five, a nine to five. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's not necessarily the goal, but it would, it would be cool. And I think it's good to be realistic in both camps because people don't always talk about that. So. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I definitely don't find, I'm not passionate about my job, but I'm good at my job. Mm. So I love content. I love writing. I love editing. I majored in journalism in college and I knew I wanted to be in some sort of content job out of college, which is why I took the copywriting job at the company I'm at now and worked my way up to be an editor just because I, I do love content a lot. I'm not passionate about the content I yeah. edit though. It's mm -hmm. just it's just super boring. I mean I'm I feel like a machine a lot of the times of just like yeah. turning through edits and that's like all I'm there for. Um which sucks because I feel like I wanna be passionate about 
what I'm writing or editing. And that's really difficult when you're in a job that is the majority of your life that doesn't give you that creative outlet. Mm -hmm. So like Jam said, I mean, to find that creative outlet, as you both know, I started my blog because I get to write about things that I really care about and really love and think will help people as opposed to writing this commercial content that I'm just not passionate about Mm -hmm. and I don't think many people are passionate about. Um, But it's been hard to strike that balance of excelling at my job because I don't want to just show up to work every day and be Mm. average at it like I I want to perform and be excellent and do the best I can but it's really hard when I'm not passionate about it Mm. I just think that could be difficult for anyone when you you are doing something eight nine ten hours a day and that's not something that you really want to be doing yeah I think that is when the breaking point comes of should I quit my job and start considering other options so I think For me, in teaching, I tried for the second year. So the first year was really rough, and I was like, it's fine. This is just teaching. It's just my first year. Second year, I was like, no, this is actually really hard, and I'm not feeling fulfilled. And so I tried outside of my job to feel fulfilled, but because my job was making me so exhausted and drained, I had no energy to contribute to what I loved outside of it. So I did try to make teaching work with being able to, like, pursue other passions outside of my job. And, and I just, like, physically my body wouldn't let me. I was so exhausted mm-hmm. um, and burnout. And so that was my decision of, like, okay, in order to, like, live my life and be authentic to who I am, I've got to take a step back. And that was a really hard decision. Like, it was not easy to make, but I think it was very clear. It got to a point where it was very clear, like, okay, I need to reevaluate. And that doesn't mean like right now I feel really awesome and perfect and like this is where I need to be. I know I'm not going to be at my job forever where I am right now. But I do know that like I'm probably not going to be a full-time classroom teacher for the rest of my life because it just wasn't the best fit for me at this point. Um, And like you said, Kaya, like if you're in a job where you are going because, you know, you're good at it but you're being fulfilled outside of work. Like if your job gets to a place where you're like I'm stagnant and I'm going in every day, and I'm exhausted, and I really, I don't feel anything, you know, I think that is definitely a place where you want to reevaluate, because like, just as a human being, you don't want to live your life that way, you know, you don't want to go into your day-to-day, you know, literally the majority of your day every single day, you don't want to be like miserable, or sad, or down, you know, and so I do think that there's like a balance there, but I also do think it's okay to like have a job that you're not like celebrating every single day and have some passion stuff outside of it you know totally and I think there I mean there definitely is like if I was in this job for a year and was feeling these things I think I maybe would be a little bit more patient and try to stick it out and just you know see if things get better or you know see if I could find fulfillment in my job in other ways I think after being here for over three years now I multiple times I've questioned whether I should leave or continue staying because like you just said, I I think there have been plenty of periods where I felt stagnant and feel like I can't grow or I'm not growing. And at that point, I just questioned why am I at this job if I'm not growing professionally, personally, like what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that I've had, I've had to wrestle with and continue to wrestle with just because that's something that I think I face pretty frequently. Yeah. 
Jam, do you feel like with your job, you're finding fulfillment every single day when you walk in your office? Or do you feel like you're there more for like, just like paying your bills type thing? <laughs> like kind of where are you at with your job when it comes to like yeah. being fulfilled? Yeah. Um, I try to ask myself that almost every day, honestly. Yeah. Because um, I think it's really important because it's easy to get into the rut and just let it pay, pay your bills. Um, but for me, I asked myself at the beginning, okay, what what matters to me? And... I kind of defined like people, place, and then, you know, like the who, what, where, when, why kind of thing. And to me, like people is most important. I want to be surrounded by people who are inspiring, who are going to motivate me, encourage me and uplift me and also kind of work towards a common goal. And so obviously, you know, my, I work at a big tech company in um, Research Triangle Park and I wouldn't say technology is necessarily my passion, but being around people who are amazing um and motivate me and who definitely have like priorities and goals in their life even if it's outside of what we do every single day drives me to then want to do more things even if it's not in my nine to five so I don't think I'll die at a, at you know working in tech but um I'm extremely grateful to be where I am right now I think you know it's definitely it's privilege and it's it's gratitude right now of thinking like wow like I I, I don't want to take that for granted I know a lot of people work really hard yeah. to try to get to that so I'm really grateful for that um but I also have a creative itch. You know, my first job out of college was working at a PR agency and it was super fun and it was dynamic and I got to work on campaigns and, you know, worked on big cosmetic brands and it's just fun because you got to do a lot of different, you know, content creation. I got to do photography for a cosmetic brand. So that part I'm kind of itching to do more of, but what I'm thinking right now is, you know, I can do that stuff on the side. So like I can do that with photography. I can do that with you know graphic design or just like other sorts of things like that or you know stuff like this like being able to just talk to people yeah and um ha you know spark different conversations so I'd say I'm grateful for my job right now I worked hard to get there and I love who I'm around but I think if you're around people that aren't going to inspire you and motivate you even if it's not exactly the what you're doing every day then you should find a time to jump yeah. so I also think it's hard with just being just with COVID-19 happening that I just feel like this totally has a whole, it just takes your job and how you feel about your career to a whole nother level because there are yeah. so many people, as y'all both know, who have been laid off or furloughed or don't have it, like just don't have a job. And I feel so blessed to have a job right now yeah. that's consistent and stable, but I also feel guilty for wanting to maybe leave mm -hmm. because there are plenty of people who don't have one. Right. And I'm like, how do I reconcile those emotions and those feelings with like what I truly feel is best for me? And it's just, I think it's just so difficult to navigate with everything going on. Yeah. It's just another layer of stress and worry and unknown, which yeah. is yeah. frustrating. If anyone has like a guidebook for like how to get through COVID-19, <laughs> just go ahead and DM us on Instagram <laughs> at uncommon room pod. We would appreciate it. Right. But I, I do feel that same way because I mean, honestly, like all of our, all of our passions and things that we feel fulfilled in that, like us three, when I say we, I mean us three. Um, I feel like all of them are definitely like leaps. They're not just like, you know, another nine to five job that we can apply to and like get by having a great LinkedIn. Like they're jobs that like we're going to have to drop everything and start from the bottom. Um, and I think that, you know, like my husband is an example of that where he like, you know, had a great, like, solid job doing videography for a sports team, but then he just dropped everything to start his own company, and because of COVID-19, it's on hold. And so, like, how do you, even right now, because we don't know how long this is going to last, God help us all, 
So how do we like, yes, be thankful for like our jobs, but also set goals for ourselves and like, and like, you know, get to a place where we're like, okay, I'm ready to take this leap and I'm ready to do this next big thing. I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people are telling us that we need to hustle and that there's this like huge framework out there. Um, and it's like, if you don't like use every single minute of your spare time to like fulfill your passion and build your brand and market yourself, then you're doing it wrong. And at the beginning of quarantine, I felt this a lot with like self-improvement of like, okay, like you're stuck at home. What a great time to start your own workout series. (laughs) (laughs) And like, oh, you should start cooking everything very healthy and all these new recipes. And you're going to be an amazing person on the other end of this. When in reality, like we're all like way more effed right now than we were before we got into quarantine. I'm just going to say it. But what I was saying about the hustle framework is just like, oh, you just have to like do more, just do more. And then you will succeed at like these goals that you have that you want to fulfill. And that might motivate you guys. For me, like it honestly overwhelms me because I'm more of a person that's like, I need to be grounded um, in what I want and really have a slow process of like thinking through things before I make decisions. But a lot of people say that the opposite is what we need right now in our culture. So how do y'all feel about like the hustle framework? Does it motivate you or does it overwhelm you? (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> I think for me it's both. I I think this hustle framework has been a part of my life since I was in elementary school. I mean, if you just think about when we were in high school, college, I felt like there was such a need to like be doing the most at all times. Yeah. Whether that was applying yourself to a billion clubs to get into the college you wanted or in college working your ass off to get the job you wanted. I mean, with internships, whether classes or whatever – and even now, I mean, post-grad, you know, you have your, if you have a full-time job, having that, plus whatever freelance work you want to do on the side or whatever, because, yeah. you know, if any free time you have, if you're not doing something in that free time, then, like, you're obviously doing it wrong, like you said, Jesse, which I think is, can be really detrimental and harmful because of where is the time to rest and yeah. where is the time to just decompress, and I think this hustle framework has, I think it can be good because I think it, like, you know, in some ways, I think it does push me to do things that I want. So, for example, I really wanted to start my blog. Like, yeah. I really did. And I wouldn't have been able to almost have, like, I pushed myself to. Because yeah. I, I do a full-time job. And I do, and you know, I have other um, responsibilities that come first. But that's important to me. And so I'm going to hustle to make that something that I'm proud of and that I want to, you know, share with people. But... It can be harmful when all you're doing is go, 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 and you just get lost in this, lost in the hustle. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just like, it's okay to slow down and not do things, and the time that you're not doing things, like, that, that's like an action within itself, Mm -hmm. and that can be super relaxing Mm -hmm. and life-giving, and can honestly build you up to do better work or, you know, be better. Like, I don't, like, I just feel like if you keep going and going and going, you're going to get burnt out and sure, you might bounce back, but why start that cycle all over again when you can just better balance out your time and figure out like what's important and prioritize things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Totally. Does that make sense? I feel like COVID has been like my time to revamp and think about that. Like I love the last thing you were saying about, you know, the quiet times or the times like reflect and then build and grow and learn more about, Oh, this is actually how I can better use my time. Cause you know, time is valuable. And so I've been trying to do a lot more of that and take this time during COVID to say, okay, what are my priorities? What are my goals? 
and maybe just comparing myself to people on Instagram or to people on you know, YouTube, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, like that might not get me anywhere. You know, you can scroll on TikTok for hours and that's necessarily not, it's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I would say like similarly, like I want to take this time to reflect and ask myself those questions. Yeah, um, I think in this time it's been, I feel like in the beginning when everything was shut down and we were all kind of in a standstill of like, you know, what do we do? <laughs> I feel like during that time is when I found how to rest. I'm a big reader. I love books. But before all this happened, every time I sat down to read a book, I would be like, this isn't help. Like, this isn't helping me. Like, how is this, like, helping mm-hmm. me grow? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just, like, wasting time, which is so crazy to think about that reading a book and just sitting for an hour is, like, wasting time. Yeah. But I think when all this happened, I think I try to shift my mindset of it's okay to not be doing things all the time and it's okay to you know give time to your hobbies and or just things that you enjoy and that might Mm -hmm. not lead to money or success or growth but it's leading to something that I don't know it just it it's giving you time to decompress and just I don't know grow personally if that makes sense if you're cultivating yourself and like the most important parts of yourself which are like your soul and your physical being then like you're going to be able to be better when it comes to, like, your creativity and your, like, talents. Like, you're going to be more present in those things. And I think, like, um, in times of, like, rest and quiet, you're able to, like, have more space to, like, breathe and let yourself dream a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is, the, that is, like, the sweet spot. And it's really hard for me, at least, to, like, access that. And I have to really challenge myself to, like, stop sit down like I literally put on my calendar have a dream session for like an hour I cannot I'm, I'm so that. bad at it. and so like it. if you have to go to those links then I think it's worth it I mean I've seen that it's worth it and even if I'm not necessarily like conquering those dreams tomorrow I at least have this this thing that's bigger than me that I am excited about mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I think that it just like brings joy it brings like another level of like like an extension of yourself that like you know you you have something in there that's like potential for that and it's exciting and fun to think about and like even if you can't necessarily take a step tomorrow because of covid mm-hmm. <laughs> ultimately you know that like maybe that might be where you want to go eventually and that's just comforting to be able to access that and i do not think that you can access that when you're hustling all the time you know you might miss something through the in the hustle but i also think that there's like this other part of me that's just like well if i don't act now then, like, some fear is going to creep in, <laughs> which, like, Addie K, if y'all experience this, but um, time, I, yeah. like, definitely can also lean into that and be like, oh, I just need to rest. Yeah, I'm going to go rest, and really, it's I'm going to watch 20 episodes of, <laughs> I finished Outer Banks in five minutes. It's fine. It's not even five minutes long. Um, But I think, like, I can get, get in a place where I'm just, you know, fearful, for sure, of, like, okay, well, I just... I'm not going to put it out right now because COVID or I'm not going to like invest my energy in this because what if it doesn't work? And those are real fears for sure. Um, so I think like there is a balance like Kaya was saying with the hustle framework. You're like, yes, you should do and you should plan and try and think about like practically how can you lean into this, but also giving yourself space to rest and dream and think and like not put pressure on yourself to do right now. And giving yourself grace for yeah. when you don't you're not where you want you thought you were going to be or not where you were with your goals like 
it's okay. I mean, like, every, every individual is on their own timelines for where they want to go in life. And I think when you compare yourself to other people who seem like they are 10 steps ahead of you, when in reality, like, I don't know, they might be struggling with other things that you can't see or don't know about. Like, I just think it's okay to, like, focus on yourself and your own timeline and your own path and just have grace when you're not where you want to be. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so I'm dying to know. Just just tell me what your dream jobs are. So we have all established right now that, like, which I didn't know this until we literally just said it, but we've kind of all established that we're all in jobs where we aren't necessarily going in every day and we're super excited confetti popping walking in the door. Like, we're just like, hey, this is good for me in this stage of life, but also I think there's something on the horizon or in the future that is going to fulfill me. That's what our hope is. And like outside of our jobs, we're trying to find that fulfillment right now and that passion. Um, so if you could have a dream job, what would it be? Tell me, please. Jamie, go first. That is a, it's a good question, Jesse. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say right now, if you ask me, I mean, it'll probably change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but a combination of people that I love. So doing something with people that I love or for people that I love creativity and being my own boss. So if you can mesh that into my dream company, that would be awesome. Let me know. I'll take tips and recommendations. Um, but yeah, I would love to be my own boss. So I have a business degree. I mean, not really sure exactly what I could do with that, but, um, yeah, if I could be creative, have my own marketing agency or, um, do photography full time, be a Vogue photographer. That'd be awesome. I also love fashion. I love, um, putting cool stuff together. I love storytelling. I love interviewing people. So I always thought I was going to be a National Geographic um, photographer because I like to travel and I like to tell stories and I, I like to that. interview people. So I did that for a little bit. When I studied abroad in college, um, there was this refugee camp that I visited, me and one of my other friends, and it was during the time when there was just a lot of movement there. And it was super cool. I tried my first documentary, mm. and I interviewed um, several of the women and the moms and the doctors and the lawyers, people who had, you know, really amazing jobs and educations who were just ripped from everything. And I just, you know, it just sits with you, and it, you can't forget it. So something along those lines of telling stories, capturing people, being my own boss. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I feel like I can't put a title, kind of like you, Get I guess, Danielle. No, I'm seriously, I feel like I can't put a title, but <laughs> yeah. I want to do, like, I'm not like, oh, I want to be X as my dream job, but similar to you, I feel like I'm, I mean, I love content, so, <laughs> I feel like I've said mm-hmm. that ten times, I love content. I love hashtag <laughs> I content. Love hashtag content. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I just, like, love words, and, yeah, and I feel like words are so powerful, and I love telling stories, and. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if I, like, ran a magazine one day or, you know, it, I mean, it'd be really cool if I, like, started a local lifestyle magazine in Durham. Oh, that's amazing. I would, yes. I would be so happy. That would, that would honestly. Jam could be your photographer. Yeah, you want to do <laughs> Wait, this is working. So, basically, we're finding out on this podcast we're going to start a business together. We've decided. <laughs> yeah. That, I could see, totally see myself doing that or, um... I don't know why, but for some reason in my head, I've, like, had this idea of hosting events or fundraisers, kind of like an event planner, but doing it for, like, nonprofits or something like that, Mm -hmm. where I would be able to talk to people, but also help the community. I feel like, and I'm sure a lot of people say this, but when 
I think of work and my job, I just want to help people in that sense. And I'm like, I mean, I feel like a healthcare worker very, very tangibly helps someone, mm-hmm. you know, like they heal them. And I feel like in digital marketing or content, it's a little bit harder to like bridge that, uh, I guess like gap of like wanting to help people. And so, um, out of like helping people through stories or helping people through these events where you know we can raise money for them or something like that mm-hmm. I feel like I would really thrive in but I don't know that's just those are my initial thoughts <laughs> of what I my dream that. job would be that's awesome yeah what about you um you'll have no idea what I want to do with my life <laughs> <laughs> um but I do know that I love kids so that's fun and I do know that I love like conversations. Obviously, it's why I'm on a podcast. Um, I know that I love like being able to listen to people and like love on people and give advice when I can. Um, like I just love being present for people. So again, like I I see that like all three of us are basing our dream job off of what we think that we're really good at and what we think that we love and. I don't see that as a flaw. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't. I think that's beautiful, and I think that, like, I think that that's how the Lord made us, and I'm, like, thankful that we even have, like, passions and desires and hopes and dreams because how boring would our lives be without it? Um, So I'm thankful for that. But, again, like, I don't like, I don't have a title necessarily for myself. I could, I could see a whole bunch of things, you know? Like, m- dream would be to be, like, another Brene Brown in the future. Like, <laughs> become... You guys can't see it. Yes. So become like maybe like a child psychologist version of Brene Brown. Um, But or like, yeah, like be a child psychologist or um, some kind of therapist. But also like I love the idea of like being my own boss and running a company and being in administration. I don't know, y'all. I have so many (laughs) different ideas. But um, I think that just like my different experiences right now, like in this season of life hopefully are gonna like eventually lead to a more clear idea of what I want to do but that's why you do your passion projects you find more about yourself that's true it's awesome yeah y'all are helping (laughs) y'all are helping me find that (laughs) (laughs) wait can I ask my question yes ask your question okay so based on what I said about my dream job and what y'all said about your dream jobs what do y'all think I would be best at or like what do you think like I would really excel at and I, I'll I'll ask y'all too okay or like I'll answer for y'all too okay I like this <laughs> I, I like it. this Good. okay Kaya I'm not gonna lie so I thought about this question before the podcast obviously and when you before you said anything I thought that you would be really good at either managing or being a part of a nonprofit. And I never, I didn't even know that you were interested in that. I had no idea that you wanted to do that. I, in my mind, was like, oh, she just wants to, like, she wants to, like, be a digital media marketer or, like, something like that. I never, I, like, didn't even know that. So, how amazing that you said you're interested in that. But I could definitely see you, like, um, taking on the role of someone who, like, manages, manages the media, but also, like, manages connections and communications with people in a, in something like a nonprofit or just like an organization that serves the city. Um, just because that's like where your passion is. And yeah, I mean, I'm like, I totally stand everything that you were saying Mm -hmm. about what you want, what you want to do. So, um, I think that you're like on par with like where you want to go and like what your passion is. So that's reassuring. 
Yes. <laughs> I think so. A little bit off of that, honestly, Jessie's on a roll because I have similar thoughts for Kaya. Um, but she's obviously, she's very organized. She's running her blog. She's a go-getter. But something super unique about her is, you know, sometimes people who do that, they can, they don't read into cues or they don't have as much empathy yes. or they're not, you know, like emotionally intelligent. But Kaya has this special blend of emotional intelli intelligence and like caring for people and being like the kindest soul ever and being a badass woman. And I just Heck think yes. that's so rare. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah, really special. <laughs> That was really kind. So I think it's a, it's a really special blend. So I'm excited to see where we're going to go because you can really do anything because that's a special combination. So Yeah, I was thinking that too, that like relevance is really important to you. Like even when you were saying, I really want to help people through like, you know, social or digital, like, and that's a hard bridge to gap, a hard gap to bridge. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Loan's getting to me. I'm just kidding. A hard gap to bridge. <laughs> um, But... Like, I feel like you do that with your relevance. So, like, even in your, like, personal Instagram, you are able to, like, reach people by saying, like, hey, like, I only spent $20 on this and you should do it because it's worth it. And, like, just that in itself is, like, special and something that not a lot of, like, bloggers are really good at, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of bloggers I see, I'm like, yeah, I'll never be able to do that or afford that or anything. So, I just feel like you're already good at that and, and like, if you further that into, like, something that serves like the greater good or more people or group of people like totally can see that happening for you. So thanks. That was really kind yeah, of y'all. Of course. <laughs> y'all got She's any recommendations like, for me? Y'all got any recommendations? Okay, honestly, wait, Bring it yeah. on. Let's go. <laughs> I actually think as you were talking about like what, you know, your dream job or like what you could see yourself doing, I just like the fact that you do love people and love like helping people and having conversations, like, true, genuine, honest conversations with people, I was like, she'd be really good as an occupational therapist or, like, mm -hmm. a speech pathologist. Or you mentioned therapy, but I was like, she'd be so good at, like, yes, being involved with some sort of therapy, but, like, an added layer of that, just, like, you know, to, like, help, you know, right. helping people who, who are, like, trying to learn how to walk again and, like, forming conversations, like, through that or, like, as, you know, as a physical therapist yeah. or, or teaching a kid, like, how to talk and, mm -hmm. like, showing them you know like the the like value of communication and like mm -hmm. what that looks like and I don't know I I also could see you as a like <laughs> <laughs> oh Sorry, god I said this before but as a youtuber <laughs> oh but okay oh my okay, lord for y'all who don't know Jessie made some I second YouTube that. videos I'm raising my hands when she's uh -oh. a teacher and you know, no tell them about 100%, these. and they were awesome I was so hooked I was like you could literally talk about I don't even know and I would watch it because you are so captivating oh, you're like yeah. such a captivating person and it's so easy to see that in this podcast and those YouTube videos go check them out and, no don't and, <laughs> but just like in your everyday life like you are such a captivating person that you could I could totally see you in some sort of capacity like in front of people like that yeah. um but that's not what I was gonna say because and it might not be just YouTuber don't worry if you hate that medium okay. um even though she did kill it but honestly I think like a motivational speaker or an author because guys Jesse's freaking out I am dead <laughs> Because Jessie has this special combo going of she's extremely organized and is like a planner, but, you know, hardcore leader. She's just natural leader. Mm. You know, in our girls' room text, you guys don't get to see this. I'm sorry. But <laughs> Jessie's always making the plans, and she makes things happen, and I love that. But the other really cool part about her is she's 
very in tune with everybody and she understands what's going on. She's not just the leader who gets things going and the plans that are happening, but she can talk to you guys on this podcast and she has things to chime in. She's not just the organizer. You know, that's really cool because that's like the heart of a business owner, aka the heart of being a motivational speaker. Let's go. Gotta run your own thing. Okay, it is like my unspoken ultimate dream to have my own TED Talk one day. Oh, I could for sure. Yes, Damn, I'm like, I I, I'm like honestly freaking out that you said that I'm going to be a motivational speaker because it is legitimately a dream that I have not even told my husband that I want to be, I want to have my own TED Talk. So wow, okay. here I we are, everyone. Everybody. When Jesse's huge. <laughs> it's happening now. All credits to Jam. She also wants to be a YouTuber. Don't let her fool you. No. <laughs> no. I can't. She's great from a camera. Dead. Okay, guys. I love it. I love it. Thank you, guys. That's really encouraging. And it does help me, like, get the gears going and start thinking about some things. I'll just have to add it to my little dream journal. Anything is possible. If you just believe. <laughs> yes. Okay. Jam, I'm going to say, when you were talking, I was like, and I, I honestly don't know if I should even say this because I just don't want you to leave Durham, but... I could see my girl Jam walking the streets of New York mm-hmm. or Chicago or mm-hmm. Seattle or San Diego or LA just like living the dream. I mean, I don't know. I just see you like living in a big city like that doing something with like I do see you going big. Like I really do. I I feel like Vogue, although it like sounds insane, it's just it like absolutely fits who you are like I don't know who you are as a person and what I've known from you, like creatively and what we've talked about with your creativity. Like it just makes sense. Like you love fashion. You love high fashion, like not just like, you know, cheap ass fashion. Um, Not boohoo. (laughs) Not Target. Okay. (laughs) Like no disrespect. I got got dreams. I have a a Pinterest board. I don't wear, I don't wear it yet. (laughs) Listen, she got a mood board. Um, But no, I, I totally see something like that happening for you. And I'm not just saying that like to boost your ego. Like I totally can see you one being boss. Um, that was, was me. That? <laughs> <laughs> that was me, like trying to monitor my cussing, but boss ass bitch, like totally you? see you, just being in, large and in charge, but also just like loving the people who are around you and working with you, working under you. Like I can see you being just like an awesome, like loving but mm-hmm. strong and endearing boss who like really just does a good job, like bringing people yeah. up around you. And I don't know, Thank I don't know exactly, but I totally can like totally can picture you being in a big city and being part of like a magazine or something like large. Kaya's magazine. Kaya's magazine. Her local magazine. If I have a magazine I have the honor? 100% girly. Yes, I got you. I love it. Um, Actually, I feel like I actually agree a lot with what Jesse said. I feel like you're a very bold person and very confident, which mm-hmm. I admire about you. And I think you're a complete go-getter. I think when I think of you, Jam, I think of someone who just like, knows herself so well that she has all the confidence in the world to honestly do whatever the hell she wants, whether that's traveling for National Geographic and being the best photographer ever, or, you know, being editor-in-chief at a hot magazine in some big city, or what, I just think, like, I feel like, this doesn't sound so cheesy, I feel like you have, like, the world at your fingertips, though, and mm-hmm. can do literally whatever you set your mind to, because that's just, like, who you are. Yeah. And it's, like, it means cool. Like, I really admire that, because I want to be like that. I want to be like, wow. yes, <laughs> I want to do X, Y, Z, and I think, I don't know, I just feel, I feel like you could do literally anything you wanted to do. That's not really a specific dream job, but I just, I could see you excelling at 
anything yeah. you put your mind to. Agreed. Anything creative for sure. Yeah. Well, I think we should, you know, make a business together. Okay. I mean, it's okay. kind of the vibe. We're going to talk in here. We're going to make Sorry, so we'll table that, guys. Yeah, we'll table that. Sorry <laughs> about that. We just had to have a little friendship love moment, okay? I highly encourage all of you to do this because we're over here like giggly girls right now. We're like weepy. I'm like about to cry. Like how, okay, but really, like <laughs> how often is it that you have these kind of conversations with friends where you like, just like talk about what you see for the other person? Like it's not often and I think that like it's worth it to like even if we were on this podcast it would be worth it to push past the awkwardness of like asking the question in order to like feel connected like we do now like mm-hmm. just because like I didn't know y'all thought those things about me until you mm-hmm. said them and so like mm-hmm. I'm thankful for y'all thank you for loving me and supporting me I'm also like always here for y'all support you forever and we'll be your biggest cheerleader in your dreams I love it yeah I mean I think the core of all this is just ladies who care about each other and who are willing to be open and talk about anything that's on their mind so for sure don't be Um, afraid don't be afraid I have one last question for y'all and y'all don't know what it is this is my favorite part of the podcast because they don't know what the question is that's coming to them this one actually kind of goes along with our topic which I didn't plan I also don't care if you're specific or not specific with this okay you can be as broad as you want I love specific answers, though. <laughs> okay, so the question is, <clears throat> I'll let y'all rock, paper, scissors who answers first, but how are you finding joy in the mundane of life right now? So that can be very specific, like, I'm eating this food and it's making me really happy. Or it can be, like, some really broad thing that you've been doing throughout the entire quarantine that you've, like, found joy in. Um, yeah, so just ponder that for a minute. How have you found joy in the mundane of life right now? Take your time, no rush. Um, I'm going to stay on brand and say something about content, but one, my blog has been the best creative outlet for me, um, just in terms of writing fun things and writing personal things, and it's just been great. But I've also found a lot of joy in writing poetry. Oh. So, um, I didn't know this about you. Yeah, I... <laughs> I love poetry. I'm a big, I mean, ever since I was little, I, like, have loved reading it. I just think it's, like, really beautiful and, like, it can literally be anything you want. And so I've been writing a lot of poetry about, like, being mixed and, like, kind Mm -hmm. of... not internalizing but just like figuring out like what that means to me and Mm -hmm. how I've processed that throughout my whole entire life and it's been super like freeing therapeutic therapeutic and I've loved it so much and that I feel like that's like what's brought me some of the most joy is just writing all my thoughts down whether they're super small or do we get a little poetry reading from you next time? Yes, please, God. We're going to feature you in sure. season two of okay. the Uncommon Room yeah. podcast. That'd be great. But yeah, those two things. Oh, really thanks, sweet. Kate. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, two things that come to mind for me, they make me laugh because they're things that I was terrible at before, and I'm still probably not that great. But I was like, you know what? Everyone's doing really cool things in quarantine. Maybe I should, you know, enjoy these little things. And so cooking... You're cooking? If anybody knew me in college. Home chef? Shout out to my girls in the Vatican. You know who you are. I got Chipotle, no lie, probably four days a week. I'm talking school week. Maybe, I mean, the weekend was another story. Like, I, I didn't cook. I didn't even see the kitchen. I maybe used a fork once. So, I am cooking. I've done this thing where I'm like, every single day... Every At least during the week. The mm-hmm. weekends, I'll treat myself. But during the week, your girl 
Jam, Jimmy, Jimbo, Jummy, Jumbo, whatever you call it, call it, whatever, is going to cook. So I've been making, like, salmon, and I'm not just doing the salmon. Like, I'm doing the whole thing, like, the Pinterest recipes, and I'm very proud of myself. They're not all great, <laughs> but they're better than, you know, just the typical Chipotle, Chipotle. bowl, which, I mean, I love my baby. Love yeah. my baby, but still. So, yeah, cooking. I'm proud of myself there because there's huge improvements. I'm proud of you. Huge yeah. improvements. What has been the um, best thing that you've cooked? The, the thing you're most proud of? Okay, so this, this isn't even a cook thing. This is the thing that tastes the best. I have mastered the, like, acai bowl. <gasps> I know. I was like, why would I go to the store and spend $15 these people charge you <laughs> when you can get it, you know, for, like, three bucks? I love. Yeah. So I get a week's worth morning, every morning. Every morning I do my little acai bowl, and it's very cute. Like I even put the little, like, the bananas and the chia seeds. I love that about little you. Little coconut shavings, but, you know, shout out Trader, Trader Joe's. Jam so. bougie over here with her acai bowls. Yeah, okay. Hey, but three dollars. Three dollars. Yeah. So, I don't know what the other one was, but the cooking, I'm very, I'm, I'm happy about Second that one. The second one was definitely online shopping. Don't let her fool you. <laughs> yeah, for don't sure. <laughs> um, I would say my joy is, like, this is super weird, and, like, I'm, like, a total Enneagram 6 for saying this, but, um, so, like, at first, with quarantine and everything, I was, like, being so, I was, like, so angry that I had to, like, like, plan my day and, like, make sure I got stuff done that was productive, but also, like, gave myself time for rest, because it was a lot easier when I had a full-time job, like, in the office, because I would, like, wake up in the morning, do what I needed to do, go to work, come home. And then that was my, like, the, those were the hours that I had time to like spend on myself or like spend doing podcast stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like with quarantine at the beginning, I was just like all over the place and it was not fun. I was like, not okay. Cause my whole routine was like messed up and I was angry about it for like a long time. And I feel like literally just this past month, I've been trying to like reclaim my routine even though literally nothing has changed I'm still working at my kitchen table I like have I've been like penciling in things that I know are gonna like be good for my brain and my body throughout the day and even if I don't feel like doing them like every single time when I'm done doing them I don't regret it and I'm like really thankful I did so even if that like looks like five minutes of like breathing <laughs> like literally I I will put in like at my lunch break, I'll do, like, five minutes at the end and just, like, sit on the couch and breathe or, like, drink a glass of water. Like, it's the smallest things, but it's been, like, really helpful. Like, the one thing that pissed me off the most in the beginning of quarantine is now, like, what's bringing me a lot of joy. So, I'm really thankful for that and trying to stick to it. So, mm -hmm. I yeah. I love that. That's good. Yeah, highly recommend. Good stuff. Gotta um, take care of that mental health, ladies. Absolutely. It's very important. Yes. Especially during these crazy times. Yes. Well, thank y'all for being here. I am seriously so grateful. Y'all are the first people I've seen since quarantine, and I'm like, my my heart is so full. You have no idea. <laughs> um, but thank you for being vulnerable and honest and for encouraging me, and I'm so glad we got to have this conversation that normally probably wouldn't happen. So this thanks for being awesome. here. Me too. I love thanks it. Thanks for having us. Thanks, here. Jeff. Jam, come back soon. Yeah, I'll be back, guys. You just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks for listening and inviting us into your space today. Before you go, I wanted to tell you the three best and easiest ways to show our podcast some love. First, you can follow us on Instagram at Uncommon Room Pod. That's Uncommon Room P-O-D. 
We would love nothing more than for you to slide into our DMs and let us know suggestions for topics or recommendations on how to make our podcast better. The second way is to share any episode with family or friends who would be encouraged to hear our conversation. Maybe one of the episodes can even be a catalyst to a conversation that's been too difficult to bring up out of nowhere. Finally, we'd love for you to rate us on the Apple Podcast app and give us five stars if you think we're worth it. Thanks again for listening today. We hope that there was something in this episode that you can take with you, and we challenge you to continue the conversation with others. Talk to you soon.